What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 85? Yeah, 85, 85 of the Rocket Punch cast. As always, I'm your host, Cameron Kearns, here along with the true power of the dark side, Will Turkhurst. I like how you just assume I'm on the dark side. You, look, Will, we all know how this works. I'm the I'm the goody two-shoes, Obi-Wan light side kid. You're the, the full power of the dark side. Like, No. Force lightning doesn't get you? No, no. Power, limited power. No, because I know what it does to you. Um, I don't want to look like Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would fall more in the gray Jedi category. That, that, that feels like... I want power of both, but none of the drawback. That feels like when we're having... a com- Like you're having a conversation with a kid who... Is like, you know smoking, you want to smoke, da 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 And the kid's like, no, I, I know what smoking does to me. I'm, I'm totally cool. I'm okay. I know it's long-term side effects. That's why I'm like, nah, man, uh, I prefer the Gray Jedi, if we're going to look at it like that. Just uh, because- it's not canon. It's not, it's, no, I'm pretty sure it's not canon. I don't care. We have our own Star Wars lore master. We, he, he'll come help figure that out for us, I'm sure. At Seth. <laughs> Where yeah, is at, he? At Darth Turner. No, <laughs> yeah. definitely at Darth, Tur- Darth I mean, Turner. I mean, he's got Darth in his name. No, it, it, this is Star Wars week. Is it? Star Wars comes out this Friday, man. Yeah, it does. How, are you excited? I know people in chat, I'm sure, are excited. Are I'm you, off are, Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to see it at least three times. That's the good. Good. That was the right <laughs> answer. You need to make sure you see it just First off, enough to get it. I got to see it in 2D first, so I don't okay. have a headache when I come out of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that when I go back the second time, I'll go to an, a 2D IMAX theater. And then the third time, I'll go to the Space and Rocket Center and have my knees killing me by the time I get up. There you go. Y'all. And they'll be in the person's head in front like of me. This. Oh, my like, God. I'm Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> i gerd. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm super excited. I know I'm going Thursday night. I think we're planning to go Saturday. Uh, we better because we got to drag Puminal with us. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to grab him with us as well. And then I'm sure we'll find some other time to go. I know I'm also going with my brother-in-law like the week after that, like Christmas week. Good. So, uh, yeah, there'll plenty of time. We'll have plenty of time to talk Star Wars stuff. I'm sure you guys will hear us talk more Star Wars stuff later on. Prepare your ears. Yeah, um, most definitely. There may be some Imperial marches happening. We don't know. Oh, I got to be careful. I don't want to get slapped with a strike. Um, well, I no. mean, Disney is all powerful now. <laughs> but no, it, I mean... Other than out of the gaming room, how was your week? Pretty good, man. Time. I'm just tired. Lots of stuff going on. I know. We Prepping were... for Christmas is always busy. <sighs> we're doing, getting to get ready for Christmas, get the list, figure out who who you're getting gifts for, what you're going to get them. Then you got to look at your funds, make sure you got enough money to do it. It's just, oh my God, it's a pain. Well, no, no. Here's the best part. Uh, half my friends, I'm going to go buy a bag of charcoal and mail them <laughs> a piece of charcoal. <laughs> Please take pictures of that. I want to see that. I want to like you just this small wrapping and it's this coal that pops up. No, to be fair, I already gave you yours because I don't deal with wrapping shit and it already came in the mail. So that's easy. No, yeah, people people try too hard sometimes. But look, just here you go. Boom, there you go. Get out of here. Merry Christmas (laughs) or Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. I don't care. Have fun. Okay. Well, let's let's jump right into our first topic, the big chunky one we always like to do: table talk. We're talk about now. We get to talk about the games we played this week. So. Overall, we're going to talk about some of the games I know we've played, kind of cross-played a little bit. First one, if, guys, if you're watching, you may know, may not know, Destiny 2 had a new expansion come out. Yes, it did. Um, Curse of Osiris. I've already told him, he's. you're going to be leading this part of the conversation because I promise you, I think I logged in. 
I, there were a bunch of other games I was playing. You logged I, in just long enough to go to Xur, right? Yes, and to get the Prometheus <laughs> lens, you'd be like, oh, this is cool. And, and then it'll probably get nerfed by the time I log back in. Uh, um, well, you know, I mean, that's the nature of any loot grind. It's like, oh, this gun's a little too broken. We're going to have to nerf that a little bit. Exactly. But um, no, but how was, how was Curse of Osiris? So, uh, I've seen a lot of negative ratings on it, and I'm going to be honest. I always want to know who the Osiris character was. Yeah, he, like, I mean, cool. Since Warlock. Destiny One, like I was like, ah, there's like, like you know, there, there were the trials of Osiris. You know, we get to see Brother Vance and all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Who is this guy? Well, you get to find out who he is very well. Um, there's some things that'll happen. I don't want to spoil anything because okay. you haven't played it yet. Appreciate that. Um, I do appreciate the gear in there. I got uh, some new exotic arms that are dope AF. Um, so yeah, the, the gear grind continues. Level cap up to twenty five. I think light levels three thirty now. Okay. Um, ultimately, I enjoyed the story I got. Um, I always like the idea of the Vex and time travel and simulations and what they're simulating reality and all that. And I feel we really haven't gotten that much Vex stuff anyway. So um, vanilla Destiny, the raid was Vex based, and everything else has been like a strike here or there. That's or true. That kind of thing. So, I don't know. I like Destiny a lot. I like Destiny 2 a lot. So, a lot of people can poop on the game all they want, but I enjoy it. Okay. And I've had a lot of fun with it so far. Um, heck, last night, uh, Chuck and I were playing till like, 1.30, 2 in the morning. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Some of the new content? Yeah, and I finished it this morning. Okay. So, I've played through the story part of Curse of Osiris. I still got to do, like, the weekly challenges and all that because I need better gear. Of course, everybody. Yeah. That's that's part of the grind. It's new like expansion. It's, new yeah, year. well, yeah, it's like World of Warcraft or Diablo. Guess what? You're always chasing that like two percent better piece of gear, yeah. just so you can maximize DPS. Oh boy. Yeah. Although my, my Warcraft fans understand that full well. Yeah, I will say, might um, a multi tool and mini tool. Probably my favorite combination of weapons. You sure it's not the Prometheus lens where you just nah. flash the thing and it blows everything the smithereens? No, because Coldheart does that crap too. It's just, you know, everyone's like, oh my god, Prometheus lens breaks the game. I'm like, no, Coldheart does it. It just increases Look, damage over time. I used it enough to know it's killing It's killing fools pretty quick. I'm not going to lie. It's like, yes, uh, and I will say though, my Mida multi-tool was killing things faster than Chuck could with his Prometheus lens. Okay, okay, okay. So... Uh, now that's because I'm crit shotting everything, so that there's a difference there. <laughs> that's okay. That's true. You get the extra bonus from having both equipped. Now, I, I, well, no, the bonus there is just movement speed. Like I get plus two agility. That's it. Oh, okay. yeah. And I mean, agility didn't really do that much in the game anyway. Uh, jump height. Ooh boy. Woo. Hey, there's a lot of platforming. <laughs> oh no, I mean, yeah. You make sure you know it's real hard to jump from one platform to the next. No, I'm I'm a big fan of Destiny. I'm. Definitely gonna play it. I paid for it. Yeah. Ooh, so I, got, I guess I gotta play it. Um, but <laughs> I guess I have to play yeah. this big budget AAA gorgeous <laughs> game on my PlayStation Four Pro. Oh darn. No, I just I saw you put um, you had Destiny on here. I ju- like I said, I jumped in enough to get the Prometheus lens, but I was just curious because it, there have been mixed feelings on it. So generally, yeah. it's been kind of good. On, o- on Open Critic, it's like a fifty-two um, out Ooh. of a hundred. So I just pulled that up to check. So a lot of people are pooping on it, and I really don't know why. I enjoyed the story. Um, now, I haven't done a lot of the multiplayer or anything, and I know it adds more gear. But I'm also going to this, like, hey, I remember Destiny 1 and the first expansion and how all that rolled out. So, And I've played MMOs for over a decade now. So 
I think I know what's going to happen when you get a drop of new content. People are like, oh, this isn't enough as a full game. No, it's an expansion. It's just like DLC. It's just like DLC. So, um, I, I will your say, expectations, guys. It's DLC slash expansion content. So, yeah, and I, I, I guess for me, I can definitely see where some people are talking about. Maybe it, some of the stuff is starting to feel a little repetitive with some of their like gun skins and whatnot. But that's to each his own. Eye the beholder type of deal. Well, I mean, everything's repetitive. It's a game where you pull a trigger to blow shit up. Yeah. It, and you just keep pulling the trigger as you point at different things. Yeah. I mean, so, just, if people, if you guys are watching there, let it, throw it in chat. Let, let us know what you guys thought of the Destiny 2 Curse of Osiris expansion so far. Again, I have not played it, so I'm curious what everybody's thoughts are on it. Um, I'm curious, at least you'd recommend, if you're a Destiny 2 fan, go try so it. So, if you like Destiny, play it, because it's tight gameplay, it's more story, and more guns. I want to make sure, is the story good? Uh, yeah, those cinematics look dope. Okay. Right. That's that'll be a good selling point for me because I'm a big sucker for story. As well, you know. hey, if you like Vex story too, the, buckle Vex up. Cool. The Vex are all right. The Vex are all right. So let's go to the next thing that we got to do. The Game Awards happened this week. Oh yeah, our watch along. Yeah. Um, if you guys did not see it, we um, Rocket Punch along with Credible Threat Gaming did do a kind of Game Awards watch along. You guys can watch our reactions. As everything was announced over on, um, actually on our Twitch page here, if you're watching us live on Twitch, um, it mm-hmm. should be put up in one of our past broadcasts there. And we'll have that out hopefully on YouTube or somewhere else to kind of permanently keep it. But I figured just to give a quick recap uh, for people who may have missed it for some reason in the week since it's broadcast, to give everybody a kind of rundown of all the winners and maybe get like gut check reactions Kind of a little refresh course, like if you think, like, okay, that makes sense. Eh, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. I. Oh, sorry, guys. We did have a, a drop in bandwidth there for a second. Don't know what happened. Uh, um, just you know, my wife's probably streamed something. Hopping on the Hulu's yeah, like, in, the, yeah, in the book of face and all that. Uh, the book, the book of face. They do that on <laughs> Apple TV. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's got her phone out and the Apple TV going. That that's not. <laughs> she's got a bad habit with that. <laughs> All right, um, I, I'm actually fairly satisfied with the winner of the Game Awards. Oh yeah, I mean, if, if you did not know, Game of the Year for um, the Game Awards 2017 was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think didn't think we have a problem with that at all. No, um, that game is about masterpiece tier. Yep. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> so when are you going to finish it? I have to finish it this month. I got to get ready for Game of the Year. Jeez. <laughs> But don't worry, I got there's plenty of time. I'm working the games in here. Um, going down through here, the going down through the list. Uh, stop me if you want to talk specific about specifically about mm-hmm. any one real quick. Um, best game direction uh, that should have been um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild again. It was uh, best narrative is What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, best action game was Wolfenstein 2: The New Colossus, which I. I agreed with at the announcement, and I even it, more so. It's ag- the most action game you. You're I find. I even more so agree with it after playing it. We'll talk about that in just a second here. Uh, best art directions, Cuphead. Best role playing game was Persona Five. They never saw it coming. Um, best fighting game, Injustice Two. Yeah. Uh, the industry. I, actually, I'm, I'm a little. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have chosen Injustice 2. Personally. People liked Injustice 2. It was cool. I mean, yeah, if you want some Ninja Turtles mixed in with your Warner oh, Brothers. I forgot about that, man. I tried to block that out of my mind. 
Um, Industry Icon Award was Carol Shaw, which I thought was really cool, uh, mm-hmm. her getting the award this year. Uh, best Family Game was Super Mario Odyssey. Best Action Adventure Game, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Best Student Game was a game called Level Squared. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy was really happy from Australia. <laughs> Definitely looking for a job. Um, best Score in Music, Near Automata. Yep. Best Audio Design, Hellblade, Senua Sacrifice. Uh, best Performance, Melina Jurgens. As Senua from Hellblade Senua Sacrifice called that one 100% whole way there. Um, Games for Impact, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice. Best ongoing game, Overwatch. Not surprised. Not surprised at all either by that. Uh, Best handheld game, Metroid Samus Returns. Not surprised about that. Best mobile game, Monument Valley 2. Mm -hmm. Best VR AR game, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. (laughs) Again, surprising? No. (laughs) Best strategy game, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I that could have gone either way. I no, I think it's hilarious though, because I think a lot of the XCOM people are really upset by that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's basically XCOM with a Mario skin. I can't believe you did this to Mario, man. XCOM should have won that. Well, you know, should have voted more. Um, <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Best sports racing game was Forza Motorsport 7. Uh, best multiplayer game was player. Oh, best multiplayer game. Was Player Unknowns with PUBG. Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. I disagree with, but whatever. Um, best independent game, Cuphead. Yep. Best debut indie game, Cuphead. Best horror stealth game, The Evil Within 2. Most anticipated game, Last of Us Part 2. Which, I, I right. gotta talk about that. Um, you have Spider-Man on that list, and how does it get beat by Last of Us Part 2? It's the last I'm not of saying, like, like, well, first off, Spider-Man, God of War, and Last of Us are all PlayStation exclusives. They're on that list. It's just like, ah, that's a tough one, but I, I'm sorry. Now, in your defense, you have, you still haven't played the first one. No, I've played part of it already. Uh, you played the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but I've been playing it slowly. Okay. So, like, look, I, I get it. Like, there's a good story there. I'm not going to say it's a bad <laughs> game. It's nowhere near. It's quite possibly the best game of the last generation from what I've seen. However... They put Spider-Bro in, in a Batman Arkham-style game. The Last of Us is really good. I I, I really thought this award was kind of just a, a little bit of a throwaway. Like, now, eh. now, why is this even a category? I don't know. Yeah, but, that's, that's that's what I say. That's what I say. But still, I'm sorry. Now, I also like Spider-Man a lot Everybody compared likes. to that. Everybody likes Spider-Man. <laughs> um, trending Gamer was Dr. Disrespect, which I think can't, caught a lot of people off guard. Came out of nowhere. But he does have a big fan base. So, yeah, I guess. Um, best esports game, Overwatch. Again. Not a surprise not this year. Uh, best esports player was uh, Faker, who does the SK Telecom 1 and League of Legends. Uh, best esports team was Cloud9. And best uh, Chinese fan game award was JX3HD. Yeah, sure. That, that sounds Don't even know like what that it. Is. Yeah. But no, but um, just generally, the game awards are pretty fun. I had a really good time this year. Yeah. Uh, I think they did a really good job. I think we Overall. had too much beer and uh, ate too much, but yeah. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's usually always the case when we do some silly stuff like that. But no, I had a really good time. I had a really good time with the awards. I think uh, yeah. Jeff Keeley is on the right track. Um, I was actually thinking about it that night as I went to bed. Like, what is the Game Awards going to look like, like 40, 50 years from now? Think about it because people kept compared it to like, remember the Oscars when it started a few years in, like third or fourth mm-hmm. year of the Oscars, and now where it's at now. Could well, we potentially get to that point? Well, according to Yosef, um, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
favorite, one of my favorite moments. That and um, Zachary Levi opening the award, op- trying to open like the uh, the winner for the first award is like, oh man, I got to pay a microtransaction for this. I got a one ninety nine. Uh, oh, that was brilliant. That was great. That was wonderful. Bravo to both of you, gentlemen. Yes. But no, um, any other final thoughts on the Game Awards? It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I can't wait until next year. Yeah, really good time. Um, definitely, congratulations to everyone who did win. Um, or even people who were nominated. I mean, it's an honor in and of itself to get nominated. I was going to say the fact that you made it into the, like the top six. Yeah. Of any of that for any genre. I was a little bummed. Horizon Zero Dawn didn't get any love at all. No, but they also had some real stiff competition. Now, to be fair though. The fact that Gorilla Games went make from Killzone to that, I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be Horizon 2. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's already been greenlit. They're working on it right now, I'm sure. The checks have already been cashed. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, the next overall topic we have in our table talk, uh, Monster Hunter World. The mm-hmm. beta was this past weekend. We got a chance to dive into it. Yeah. Um, what were you? What were your initial thoughts on the beta so far? And kind of, I know you played a little bit. I played a little bit too. Um, it feels clunky to me. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I mean, it looks beautiful, but I think there's almost too much going on. I actually, playing that makes me want to go play it on my low res DS. Well, I, see, I agree with you on that, but I thought that was the point of the game. Like at least in past Monster Hunter games that I've played on the handheld, mm-hmm. it still kind of felt the same way. Like it was very. Is not actiony. I think that's the best no, way of saying it. And I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the weapon controls felt clunky to me. Okay. Like, and, and a, I've got the special edition like new 3ds for Monster Hunter. Like, uh, it was like, yeah, this is great. I love the. I love the franchise, but it just feels clunky to me mm-hmm. right now. Now it's also a beta. That's true. But if you're in a beta, it's going to be real hard to change those weapon controls. Well, it's it was an open beta with the game releasing. In like six weeks. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, like... A day one patch is going to really suck if you're trying to change those controls. Yeah. I don't know. Um, playing this game is going to... I feel like it saved me 60 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to buy it. I the, the world was beautiful. I mean, for a Monster Hunter game, I thought it was really, really beautiful. It didn't have... Kind of talking on the clunkiness there, some of the things that bothered me was, and I think this is traditional Japanese gamer things. Like I, I felt like there was too much going on on the screen. You had a lot. It, it took yeah. me a while to understand like what are the menus, potions, and your items and stuff. I, I can agree that some of the controls felt a little clunky and cumbersome. Kind of, mm-hmm. it felt a little not impossible, but I could see somebody if you're new to Monster Hunter World. This. The barrier of entry is not low for no, learning and, the controls for this game. And I don't expect it to be. I mean, it is a, you know, it's going to be a party-based Japanese, you know, monster hunting game. Yeah. Um, no, my issue is it just, it didn't feel right. You, you know how some games like Destiny, it, like the first Destiny, there wasn't a lot of story there. But you hopped in and it felt just so right to go shoot Yeah, games. no, and I agree with you. The, the controls for me just... It, the controls were a little cumbersome, and the fact that there was just... It felt like there was too much on the screen. You had text up at the top, you had text on the sides and the bottom. They were really small. I had to pull my chair up to get a little bit closer to the TV so I could see what was going on. But By the way, actual reenactment of Cameron playing. He gets one of those big magnifying things jewelers use, puts it over the screen right here. <laughs> he gets a magnifying glass out. 
like that, like mm-hmm. the Heineken, like the Heineken commercial where they're on the boat. Yeah, and they got the big magnifying glass to see the people on the TV. Yeah, that's yeah. not exactly what I do. Um, <laughs> and but no, I just I don't I don't particularly care when you have all like all that stuff on the side of the screen. And and the big one for me was that the text was small. And when it's a game, especially if you're new and it's a little bit cumbersome to learn and get feeling with the controls, mm-hmm. I think that's really hard as a player to jump in and I could easily see somebody getting overwhelmed yeah, with those controls. And so that's why I was like, ah, come on, you can definitely do a little better than that. But um, I, other than that, once I kind of got the hang of everything, it did start becoming more fun and fun. I could see myself like if you had a group of people or as you get weapons and I, even the menus and like the weapons and gear started feeling cumbersome, but like going out and hunting the monster and learning, yeah. I think I did the, Beginner one, which was the lizard with the fat belly that drug on the ground. That was easy. Yeah. Um, I did the intermediate one as well, which was the like raptor looking thing with a huge like hammerhead. Yeah. So I let me go ahead and just give you guys an idea. We have a giant Facebook group, a bunch of us made. Mm-hmm. So friends uh, from Miami. And we were all talking and like we're like the next day in and it's... Hang on. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. That. Uh, okay. So, like, this game is how many weeks out? Six. Six. All right. So, somebody was reading the details for the beta, and the friend invites are disabled. So, if you wanted to have a big party, it made it damn near impossible to get everybody wow. together to do it, which is the whole purpose of this game. So it was just like we had like an eight person group that we were messaging to plan everything through and it just all fell apart. Wow, that kind of sucked. I did not know about that. The multiplayer was up. It actually was lit. Right. But being able to invite somebody in was a pain in the ass, if not disabled. I figured you would have had that on already. But no, I'll definitely say if you are a Monster Hunter veteran, I think this is you're going to be loving this game 100%. I just think that. For what Monster Hunter World is going to be, I think Capcom's really aiming at this at main trying to bring this mainstream over outside of Japan to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I think the barriers of entry are just really too high right now from what I've seen in the beta. Now, we'll definitely see when the game comes live if I get a chance to play it, if he does for some odd reason. Maybe it's on Redbox and we'll get a chance at the, the full retail release. I'm not sure. But, um, yep. but at least for me right now, the barrier of entry is really high and I don't see this taking off as much as Capcom thinks they thinks that it will. I think if they could find a way to simplify the interface and In the controls, it, I think yeah. that they would do yeah. very well with it. If they could nail the combat like Destiny did with their combat, just as an example, because they have sword play in there, they have guns, all that stuff. Like if they can figure that the combat system out and build it so it's fluid, it'd be a lot easier. But it just felt real clunky. And, and wrapping up on Monster Hunter World the only thing, only thing I would definitely say is the one thing I didn't like. I didn't like the timer. Oh yeah, um, I, I hate when you give me a world to explore and then you put me on a timer. Yeah, and like I you have to kill this absolutely stupid within twenty minutes. Like, what if I, I? I'm curious how the game is gonna work. Like, what if I just want to explore and then if I find this monster and somebody says, "Oh, there's." That monster has a contract on it. Maybe not as big as the huge quest where you do have a timer, but if they have something like that, then I, I could forgive them for that for a big quest. But um, if, if every monster is, here's the quest, you have 20 minutes, 
go kill it in this huge open world, I'm kind of like, eh, okay. Then what's the point of the big open world? Bingo. Bingo. Definitely. So, that's all the games that we both have played overall. Um, some. What are some of the specific experiences you've had this week in games? So, I kind of had an Ubisoft week. Um, hey, hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I played Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, I actually really like that game so far. I, I'm kind of missing the wrist blade. Okay, they don't have that in there. Yeah, I, at least I don't have it yet. Okay, how far to, how far did you play? So I've 100% completed the first area. Oh wow! Okay, like I've already done everything there, and I'm moving on to the second area. Like I'm on the camel riding to that area right now. Okay, wow! I didn't think there were areas. The first one's really really big. Yeah, no, it's already 100% complete. Like I, I literally just what was it? I'm I think I'm almost level eight. Okay, it. So. I'll, I'll definitely say this is my experience. The combat, it had to grow on me a little bit. I had to get used to it because it was different from past Assassin's Creed. Like, what do you? How do you feel about the combat? I'm okay with it. It took me a minute, but also I like how the skill trees kind of let you tailor everything. Okay, yeah, I, di- I didn't really delve too much into the skill trees. Yeah, I've taken essentially the the hunter path and the warrior path. I haven't even touched like the spirit stuff yet. Okay, um, and I can say honestly that. The hunter path is nasty. <laughs> Good and, nasty, I hope. Um, well, no, it's all about stealth kills and you know okay. death from above kind of shit, and you know long long range arrows and that kind of thing. Mm. And I can tell you in this game with a bow, I will wreck your face. <laughs> well, no, good. I, it's what's what I wanted to see. I'm I really like Assassin's Creed. There are some of my favorites in the genre. Um, I'd say flag. four is my favorite. Yeah, I'm I'm not really down on all of them as hard as the industry is, yeah. but I I do know when the low points are, and I've I've really was hoping for Origins to kind of bring that back to prominence. See, I played one and two, and then I played four, and so this is my fourth one that I've played. Okay. okay. So I I've not been like a diehard like let me play. Oh all no, I've them. played I just play them when they interest me. The only one I haven't played, as far as the mainline ones, was Rogue and um, Syndicate. Okay, I never touched Syndicate or well, I just told you the ones I played. Yeah. So, man, yeah. So, no, that's good to hear. Um, what else? You said Ubisoft Week. What else you got? Yeah, I did a uh, Rocket Punch After Dark um, stream. Uh, it was very mature rated. <sighs> Boy, South it was. Park, the fractured butthole. How is that game? Um, Please tell me. So it's a turn-based RPG with uh, some leveling mechanics and gear mechanics are in there. I will say the most disturbing part I've seen so far. Um, well, there's two two parts, mm-hmm. um, and I'm about to probably be on the third one. Is the first one is I had to. So I went into the church to talk to Father Maxi because there was a quest icon there. Okay. So I went to go talk to him. I found some member uh, memberries or member berries or whatever. Yeah. And uh, some other stuff. And then he's like, "Well, if you want to free your mind, you know, go to this room, and you can meditate and you know go from there. And you don't, you're not given a choice. You're kind of pushed in this path. Now he stays outside of the room, so you're not in there with him. However, there are two other Catholic priests in there." If you want to see this fight, <laughs> I saw I highlighted this fight. It. It's on the channel. Holy crap. Um, it starts with NSFW, extremely offensive um, in the title. Because 
All I gotta say is there are some beads on the with a cross on the end of them, and that is a weapon. And I'm not gonna tell you where those beads came from, <laughs> but you could probably guess. Yes. Well, all of our dirty minds and whatnot. Oh man, but no, uh, no, no. The game's a lot of fun. Um, I'm multi-classing now, so yeah. Oh yeah, you, you can multi-class in this game. It's stupid good okay, actually. That's cool. Um, also whoever decided to make Jimmy a speedster, it is absolutely hilarious. And thank you. <laughs> of course they're going to play off all of that. I, I saw some of the clips of Jimmy being, what was it called? Fast pass. Yeah. He's fast pass. So that's how you get around, uh, from, uh, the fast travel points as you summon Jimmy, he picks you up and drops you off at the other area. <laughs> like the flash uh, that's funny. That's funny. No, I'm, I definitely, I never got a chance to play the first one. I Wait, wanted you to, didn't play Stick of Truth? I did not play Stick of Truth. Um, I've wanted to play it. I just, I never got around to it. And I want, I wanted, I was curious to see how this game was going to go for this year. So second, uh, second worst thing that I've had to do in that game so far is, uh, you remember the police episode where they were framing people? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, you get uh, brought in as a junior detective. Oh boy. And I don't even know if you need to say anymore. All I have to say is you break into someone's home, beat their ass, and then the police arrest him because he, he was like making a sandwich or something. He had like a butter knife in his hand and he was just spreading something. And then he's like, what are you doing in my home? You need to leave and you don't leave. And so the fight starts and he's like, look, I'm just trying to defend my castle. You need to leave is what he's saying every time. And you can guess where it goes. And oh, now I'm about to have to do that to Token's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because that's the next step in the quest. It's just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. And uh, Stig was in chat. He's like, you don't have to fight. And I'm like, you don't understand. If I don't fight, he's just going to kill me and I have to do it again. Yep. Exactly. So it's like, exactly. Uh, no, it's South Park. They're going to make you do it. Yep. Well, that's so, cool. Uh, it sounds like it's a pretty good week with some um, Also, the difficulty slider is based off skin tone. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if you've been following that game, so you there, know about that. There chat. is that as well, which is. <laughs> yeah. Just you just got to shake your head. I don't know what else you can say to that one. Now, the good news is once you make your character, you can then go in and manually adjust the slider. Afterwards. Oh, really? <laughs> but, that's funny. But the thing is, that's only for combat. Everything else, if it's all skin tone based, it can make conversations more difficult. Really? Yeah, so they do actually keep part of that there. Yeah, I was like... A little little social context in your game here. Well, it's okay. PC Principal's in there, too. Of course he is. I I was hoping he was going to be in there. Dude, it is absolutely hilarious. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. All right, now I can talk about my gaming experiences. You're done. Yeah. We're we're done with you. Drink some coffee. Other than the games we listed up earlier... Uh, there was one big game that I played that actually consumed a fair amount of my weekend. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Okay. Uh, finally got my hands on this game. Man, you have got to play this game. I'm good. Oh, you are. I You have to play it. No, I've, I've played it. It. I've played it, actually. On stream. If you... No, we've, talk, we've talked off mic about the part that you got to off stream. And I just, um, eh. I, I continued to go this, it's very much feels like a Bethesda game. in the fact like with machine games, it's very funny. They're very like tongue in cheek moments. There's a, on the, you remember on the boat where you meet your, um, 
the scientist friend and you he has the set and he has the traps. Mm-hmm. And as you're kind of like in the cutscene, the guards are walking through, they're <laughs> running through, and then there's the one dude who like looks at it and kind of tries to step over it. <laughs> That's your walking. It's hilarious. Oh no, that was good. It's just yeah, no the the scene that turned me off to the game. I won't spoil for anybody. It after that the store like everything about that game is very good. I understand why um, it got best action game. Like you really. Oh no, it's all action, one hundred percent. You really feel. I mean, actually, what surprised me at first was there is a little bit of stealth mechanic that you can go through if you kill the commanders before anybody else. It stops them from bringing backup in because when basically when the commanders are alerted, they will continually send backup until you kill the commander. They will not stop sending backup. Yeah. So you like there have been parts maps where I've had to just run, like rush in and like kill the commander and then like deal with everybody else. So that way I don't get bum rushed because the they get progressively stronger as well. So you have regular guards and after a few minutes it's going to be the dudes in the the Jaeger armor, I don't know, and the, with the grenade launchers and whatnot and then they start sending like the um, um Panzerhound Panzerhounds and stuff. And great. But the game the game itself is very over the top and just a lot of the violence and stuff that it does. Um, it, but it doesn't in a very like in weaving it in the storytelling, it's done very well. Um, there were some poignant moments that were really good. The um, it's look, I, but the, really the main focus of this game. Does it make punching Nazis great it's, again? I mean, you're not, you're killing Nazis. You're not punching them. You it, Fine. Murdering Nazis. Does it make murdering Nazis great? It's, again? It's great. I mean, that's always been great. It never, it never went out of style. Um, <laughs> well, the it, it, uh, me playing it, I really felt like I was playing. This is like Inglorious Bastards, the video game. Because <laughs> literally, it's like you and these waves of enemies. I, and I, I know, as far as combat and stuff, I know people have talked about the difficulty. You do. I started seeing this sense where you do you did feel very spongy, like you, you you weren't that strong as compared to like when you think of other first person games like Halo and other stuff like that. Um, I, well, I know why you're not that strong. I've played oh yeah, the opening of the game. Yeah, but what's actually as I played, I appreciated that because it really I felt more rewarded when I got to these areas and I killed all the enemies. Yeah. As in, I will definitely say for Wolfenstein 2, don't stand still. You have to keep moving or crouch behind cover. If you stand still, you will get mowed down. It like you'll you'll stand still to shoot, and then after a few seconds, you're dead, and you don't know why. You stood still. You got to keep moving. Um, even at my point, at the point I am later in the game, when you get a film a few more perks, mm-hmm. and you're a little bit more badass, you still got to keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop me. Otherwise, you're going to get mowed down completely. It's going to be senseless. But the game, I mean, it, it's it's really great when you blow Nazis' legs off, you chop their legs off with a hatchet. Um, there was one stealth kill where BJ took the back end of a hatchet, shoved it up a dude's crotch, and then pulled towards himself. Um, yeah, that was a kill. <laughs> um, All right. I, I got to ride a Panzerhound. In the streets of New Orleans. So I get to ride around on them and blow the flamethrower. So I get to burn. I mean, anything you could ever possibly think of to do to Nazis, you do in this game. 
You burn Nazis. Hmm. You chop Nazis up. You shoot them. You maim them. You spike them. You like, nuke them. You, you nuke them. You do nuke Nazis in this game. It, okay, do you know you know Forrest Gump and like Bubba and the ways to cook shrimp? Yeah. No, yeah. Imagine Bubba, but like telling you the ways to kill Nazis in Wolfenstein through the New Colossus. That is this game. <laughs> it. All right. It's really, it's really, really fun. I would definitely recommend if you haven't had a chance to try it out, play it. I will preface this: that game is a hard M. Like if yeah, if you're oh, a don't yeah. even even just after the scene that you saw, it is a very hard M. If you have, if you're squeamish, squeamish in any way, don't pick this game up. Or but no, give definitely worth. As we've talked about through the year about like lack of single player games or kind of single player games dwindling, I think Bethesda is doing a great job with their lineup and the single player narrative and the story in this game is top notch. It's really, really great. I'm really excited to play this, if anything, for our game of the year talks mm-hmm. because some of the story and whatnot will be brought up. And um, That's good. It, it's it's really it's really good. The combat is fun. Like I'm, you can dual wield any weapon at will, and so mm-hmm. I. I just remember, I think, late Friday night, and I was just like, ah! <laughs> just I, In my mind, I could see myself, with, like, if you see Scourge, um, Scourge from Thor Ragnarok. I with haven't the, seen um, Ragnarok okay, yet. It just, like, imagine, like, you're sitting there with a du- dual machine gun, and you're just like, ah, die! <laughs> just, oh, it was great. It was a great feeling, but no, definitely, combat is great, story's great, um, very fluid. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Good. A lot of fun. Um, there. That was the big one I played. Other than the other ones that I played, so. All right. But it, it, it was it was a good week. Good week for games, as we said before. In case you didn't know, December is our like catch up on games month, so that we can get ready for the onslaught of pain and torture that is game of the year next oh, in January. You mean the yearly punishment game besides extra life? Yeah, yeah. No, just <laughs> and you know what most. <laughs> You know exactly. Yeah, we both had the same thought on that one. It's like, oh Jesus! But hopefully, let's just jump right in. We're done with table talk. Let's get into a little bit of the housekeeping notes because if you did not know your first time tuning in, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends from this side of the Mississippi and beyond come around this table to talk about video games in the microphones. You guys can listen to us at live as we record the show on twitch.tv slash rockapunchlive. If you're joining us, you already know that. But that's every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can come on over to Twitch, join us in chat, hang out, chat with us, talk with us, do whatever you want to there. Um, if you um, are, you can watch the episodes later or listen to us on podcast services of your choice every Tuesday um, if you are watching on video, we do ask, or audio, we do ask if you do get a chance to rate and review us on those services of your choice. It really helps us out. But if you're loving the Rocket Punch cast, you're loving what all we do, you can always find everything that we do over at rocketpunchgo.com. That's where all of our podcasts and our videos are going to be. And definitely check that out and know what you're getting into <laughs> with it, with us. We're, we're some crazy bastards here. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a safe assumption. <laughs> that's a safe assumption. If you are watching us on Twitch, you can interact with us here by asking a question in the chat. Throw a question in chat, and then at the end of the show, if we have any questions, we will be answering them live on the podcast, so that way it'll be on the video and the audio form. 
Yep, so, yep. a few updates. As we mentioned, Game of the Year 2017 is just around the corner. We're getting ready for that. Um, as of this recording, so by the time our podcast listeners listen to this this upcoming Tuesday, you will ha- you can go to rocketbunchgo.com. You'll be able to check out our form. Uh, we're doing something a, a little, a, not different, but adding something to this year. We're actually going to be doing a People's Choice Game of the Year uh, concurrently yep. with our own. It's pretty cool. I would agree. Um, we're going, basically, we already have our categories set. That's why for December we have to play those games so we at least kind of know what we're talking about in January. But we're also going to be um, posting that a form for you, the viewer or the listener. You can go over to rocketpunchgo.com slash G-O-T-Y and you can actually go and submit a form so that way you, the people, can vote. Um, and go ahead. The people. Mm, good, good. Yes. We always got to throw the Bane voice in there. We have to, man. That's um, required. <laughs> you guys can go over there and actually vote on what you want to win for those particular topics. So you'll have all the same categories as we do. We'll have our own and we'll be able to deliberate between ourselves. But we will also announce those winners from everybody who voted. Um, so all the categories that we go through and all the games and people we've nominated, you guys mm-hmm. are going to get to pick those as well. And you also, the um, people get an extra topic as well. Uh, we're actually going to be doing like a kind of overall people's choice one for you to actually submit your own kind of fill in a form game of the year and why you think that um, game should win or why, why that was your favorite game of the year. And then we may actually read some of those um, next month in January as we go through our game of the year deliberations there. So definitely uh dot slash G G O T Y is where you're going to want to go to look at all of our game of the year stuff. Um, as this uh, it should be as of Tuesday. So as podcast listeners are listening to this, it should be live there. <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, another update as well. Uh, if you know about our content, some of the content you guys may know about may not know about is our bites content. It's kind of our short form audio podcast um not nearly as long as this maybe a couple of minutes we do a lot of our waffle house chats on it yes um talk a lot about games and random stuff on there as well uh we're going to be leveraging that that a little bit more we're actually going to be doing um i think pretty cool five minute reviews okay five minutes or less yeah um well when we when you record on um the format we're using for this which is anchor when you record on it usually it's a hard limit of five minutes right so i figured why not for us to do reviews instead of making these huge sweeping discussions and pictures and having to do all this stuff because it's only us two. God forbid you got to take some stress off us. We're doing our best, people. We promise. Let, uh, let me tell you something. As a person who's written multiple reviews, it's a pain in the butt if you're trying to do anything else at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. So I figured why don't we just do use bites and we can record a review. So in five minutes or less, we give our review for the game. All right. Um, definitely this week, if you are listening to this, be on the lookout. I know for me, I am going to throw a Super Mario Odyssey review and a Hellblade Sinua Sacrifice review up there as well. Those are some of the games I've completed as well. If I can get finished through Wolfenstein, I'll definitely throw one for Wolfenstein 2 up. I should throw one for Zelda in there and uh, South Park and Disney. Yeah, just just because, I mean... <laughs> Oh, the South Park one, maybe uh, <laughs> E for everyone, as I like to say. Exactly. But if you want to um, listen to those bikes and listen to those five-minute reviews, just make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Rocket Punch Go. Um, that's when they'll go live there. You'll be able to listen to them as they go live um, there. 
Um, uh, the last little bit of housekeeping we have, of course, is our, is our Patreon section. Um, if you did not know, you can also, if you're loving Rocket Punch content, and you're loving what we do, want to help to support the show in any way, you can go to patreon.com slash rocket punch and help support the show. Give as little as a dollar, help support the show, keep the lights on, as we like to say, and you get additional content. Um, at a specific tier, we actually offer, do offer weekly shout outs. So we always want to give a shout out to Chris Scott from Credible Threat Gaming, a really big supporter of the show, been helping us out there. Um, he is a YouTube creator. He does a lot of streams and videos of video game content. Uh, you guys can catch him on his website at CredibleThreatGaming.com. You can also catch his shows over on Twitch.tv slash CredibleThreatGaming every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Definitely check him out. Tell him a rocket punch sent you. And uh, maybe he'll give you like a high five or something. I don't know what he'll do. Yeah, he's cool, people. He's all right. Yeah. Small doses. Ooh. <laughs> no, I love Chris. I love you to death. I love you to death. He know he knows that. He knows Poor that. Poor <laughs> But it was let, nice knowing you, man. I let's. Don't have, I don't have a comically large rip sign to hold. Up. <laughs> oh, we don't. Wow. We'll call Seth. We'll see if we can bum that back. But let's get on the topic of the show. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, topic of the show is where we just take a nice, good, meaty topic, kind of sit down and talk about the various topics and goings on in the video game realm and what we think about them, kind of break them down for us and for you. I figure this was a good one to talk about because the game awards just happened. Yeah. A lot of awards, a lot of pomp, circumstance there. And, and people have been talking about this since probably mid-year this year. <clears throat> but I, I bring a question to the table for both of us to answer. Okay. Is 2017 the best year for video games since its inception? Now, hold on, hold on. Take a second. Kind of digest yeah. that a little bit there. And you guys, too, if you're watching this here. We're really breaking down, like, is... 2017 has been an amazing year. I think we've had a lot of amazing games. I think it's going to make our game of the year deliberations a lot harder or better for the viewer. Your choice. Yeah. Um, and... It, it, it just so many, I think, great games have come out this year. And a lot of people have come up and said, dude, I think this 2017 is one of the best years for games. I'm going to give some examples here, some some context. We'll talk about them, and then we'll kind of answer the question on our own. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about Cases 4, 2017 being the best game of the year. Or uh, best year for games. Best year for games. There you go. Yeah. Tongue-tied. Um, as, as you're looking through right now, um, I did pull up a list um, on Metacritic. We pulled up the um, scores for the best um, games of 2017. Or all the games of 2017, what their scores were. Yep. Um, and for 2007. You like, For the counterpoint. Yeah. Well, no, we're talking about case four. Focus I, on I just know. four. I'm just saying, but we have for both. Um, for 2017, of course... At least according to Metacritic. These are Metacritic results. Just want to stress that. Um, highest rated game this year, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for Nintendo Switch. Okay. Um, the top 10 games are 90 or above for yes. 2017. If um, I think we were talking about some of the numbers here. The top 50 games for 2017, according to Metacritic, are 86 or above. Okay. Now, <clears throat> something interesting there. The top 100 games are 84 or above. The top 200 games are still in the 80s. 
Yeah, that's a big deal, especially for Metacritic. And those are the official Metacritic scores, so that's saying a lot. Like, wow. Yeah, that is the top 200 games of this year are in the 80 percentile or higher. And just throwing out some of the games here on this list to give people the context of gaming in 2017. Um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Persona 5, What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 for the PC gamers. Um, I'm dumb through here trying to pick and choose here. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Injustice 2, uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Nier Automata, yep. Neo, Cuphead, XCOM 2. 2, The War of the Chosen. I think the um, original one came out, did come out last year. That was the expansion. Um, yeah. I, I, Night in the Woods, which has been a big one. Neo. Oh, gee, yeah. We, we mentioned Neo. Um, you know what? Destiny 2. I'm going to go ahead and throw that yep. out there. Destiny 2, uh, Thimbleweed Park, uh, Final Fantasy 12, Zodiac Age, Resident Evil 7. Sonic Mania, Forza Motorsport 7. Uh, <laughs> the, hang on, hang on. Metroid <clears throat> Samus Returns. They, she sorry. came back. She There's came an back. actual Metroid game on here. Uh, Yakuza 0, MLB The Show 17, um, Assassin's Creed Origins. We talked Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, South Park The Fractured Butthole. Like this list, I'm. Wait, got Pyre, which is a really big game. Prey, which was a big game at the beginning of the year. Um, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Yep. Um, the Dishonored Death of the Outsider expansion stuff. Like, those were just in the uh, picking and choosing the top 100 games. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that list? It's awesome. Um, I will say, honestly, the one game that I've picked up that I thought I, ne- I didn't even think about getting was Persona 5. And I don't know of a soundtrack that I love Never more. Never it coming. <laughs> You're goofy. Told you. I told you. Dude, I was, your goofy ass inspired me to buy that, that game. game the whole time. I'm like, you never seen it coming. It's awesome. Go play this game. And now we're at the end of 2017. You're like, oh my God, I love this game. I yeah. mean, it's, I think some of my favorite games of all time came from 2017. Honestly, like, I've, I've really got to sit down and think about it. But mm-hmm. it, it was a really good year. I mean, no, it's a phenomenal year. Um, the thing is, there's a lot of seeds right now that may make 2018 even better. That's true. Oh, jeez, man. I'm, Look, after 2017, you got to take a second. You take no, a second. no, apparently not because we've got that Norse mythological uh, God of War. We've got Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> you know, we got Last of Us Part Two. I'm going to go ahead and stop you there. Look, I'm saying like so far... 2018. There's no look. If you're a fool, if you think that game's coming out in 2018, I don't know. Fool. If they're using the Destiny engine, it could happen a lot sooner. No, Naughty Dog has their own in, in engine. In you, you think they're going to use like the Uncharted engine for it? Then they have their, they have a specific engine they'll use for it. They're not going to use Destiny. Hey man, you never know. Like it's a Sony-owned studio. They'll do whatever Sony tells them. We'll to see do. what happens. We'll see what happens. But I mean, like those games alone really showcased. That, that's just picking and choosing the top games from Metacritic. Yeah. At top 100. It really shows the power that 2017 had on video games. Um, some of the other kind of points that I brought up, I thought that were good cases for uh, 2017 in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> 4K gaming. 4K gaming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it. I think this year was really the advent of 4K gaming um, with the... I know the play, PS4 Pro kind of came out the tail end of 2016, but... Yeah. With the push announcement and push of um, Xbox One X, 
True, and they they have burst uh, the boost mode on PS4 Pro now. So yep. even if a game is not optimized, they can force optimize it. Yep. Kind of it, deal. Plus that, and the kind of the fact that 4K TVs have been cheaper than ever. Like it's kind of like this. I think 4K gaming has kind of met this perfect threshold. Like uh, Black Friday, you could find a you could find a 4K TV for a few hundred dollars. Now, if you wanted a good 4K TV, if let's put it this way, if you want a decent 55 inch 4K TV, you're dropping a grand. And I'm saying with HDR Pro, all, all yeah, the and, even, and even on Black Friday, you could probably find a deal anywhere from seven to a seven to a thousand. Right. I'm just saying, but if you want a good one, like one of the high end Sony Bravia XBRs or one of the you know Samsung Quantum QLEDs, like you're going to drop some money. Now, yeah. you don't have to, but HDR is so beautiful. But to, to get into 4K, 4K the actual res is cheaper. Much more cheaper, before. most definitely. And I think that, um, and also a couple kind of tagging along with that VR. I think VR kind of started coming out last year, but it's really made a... It's starting to hit a stride. It's starting to stride. It's not huge, but I don't think that... I don't think anybody, which was smart, industry pundits, did not really think that VR was going to be this huge new thing to light the world on fire. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Just uh, also, as long as it's not virtual boy level, we'll be okay. Oh, yeah, no, I still see the red at night when I close my eyes. It, yeah. But like a, a lot of the VR headsets, I mean, every VR headset, the main ones, Vive, Oculus, and PSVR dropped in price. I think PSVR, you could pick one up right now as of this recording for like $299. Uh, 200 if you want just the unit. Okay, so even there. Um, you still need the, the camera and the controls, but if you have the... The move controllers and the camera already, you can get the unit itself for 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, the Oculus and the Vive, I think, are 400 each, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. depending on which one you get. Three or 400? Yeah. I mean, so you got to remember, when those came out, it was like 600, 500, and like 400 right out of the gate. So yeah, um, as those drop in price and some more experiences and games come out, um, I think a lot of people, more people are going to be excited and kind of... And, not necessarily saying this is the future of gaming, this is going to take over everything, but like this is going to be something really cool and a cool experience to have in your home. No, definitely. Um, I've played VR. Um, I think it does have some limitations, but some of the stuff that I've seen was really awesome. Really, really cool. Um, what's another one? Cases for 2017 being the best year in video games again. Another point. Uh, games, 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 games. Games all over the place. Games for days. I, I really felt... You, you tell me if you felt any different, Will. I felt this year has been an onslaught of mm-hmm. just games. Doesn't matter what platform, oh, console, there's games PC, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Like every time I turn, there's these games coming out. And as we proved earlier, not even just games, good games, great games, even coming out for consoles for people of all choices and yeah. all platforms. And I think that it's just very lucky time to be a gamer. No, absolutely. Very lucky time. Um, and just I, we list went through the list and just all those games I just had so much fun with. I really have. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we got to get you to. I got to beat Ganon. You got to beat Ganon. Yeah, no, look, game of the year's coming. We, we we got our checklist. We know we got to play. Oh, I know. I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It's like <sighs> it. And I think another case for 2017 that I put on this list is cultural acceptance. I think we've hit a really great stride in video gaming. I was thinking about this in the store. You remember, put my hipster glasses on. 
you remember when we played video games when we were kids? Yeah. And most of the time, people would come up and they'd shit on us. Like, oh, you're playing video games. Da, 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 da. You're such a nerd. Blah, poke, poke, poke. And then like 10, 15 years later, you you catch up with those people who are making fun of you. Like, hey, man, what are you doing? Oh, dude, I love this Call of Duty. I, I, mean, I got into World of Warcraft. I'm like, what? Dude, I've played this before. It was cool. No, no, no. Don't put your glasses on. Like, oh man, it's so great. I've had such fun with this. And you, you want to laugh? It, right around when Mesa Pandaria came out, my cousin Chuck, who was a water polo jock and all this other stuff, and you know, he was very much the athlete compared to me. Mm-hmm. He started playing World of Warcraft from around Mesa Pandaria. <laughs> it's like, just like, it's like, wait. It's just like. What happened to you? Well, not that that's wrong. It's just it, it's very interesting and I think great in 2017 that we now, people of all sorts and shapes, there are video games for everyone and people can come and talk about video games with other people without necessarily being feared for like, oh, get get away from me, you nerd, you geek. We don't oh, talk yeah. about games here. Like, you know, we're in, a, we're in a time now in 2017 where... Dude, I can go up to anybody, talk about games. Somebody sees my shirt's like, oh my God, I loved Last Guardian or World of Warcraft or something like that and have an awesome conversation just on the street. Or it's even funnier, you're walking somewhere and all of a sudden you just start pointing out and you can just see all the gamers. I mean, just, you just walk into anywhere, go anywhere, any public place. No, even now, if you think about it, even in like the $8 pile at Walmart. They they sell gaming related stuff. Well, it's not just like Star Wars and whatnot now. Just now it's go to any any public place, stand up and just yell for the alliance or for the horde. I was about to have to. Yeah, I mean you, you're gonna you're gonna get some response. Somebody's gonna sit there and go yeah for the horde or something like that for I, you. I will say when I wear my horde hoodie, there are usually comments. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's all you gotta yeah. say is for the horde. It, it, I, I wear my horde hoodie and I'll go about anywhere and someone at least one person that they will comment on it. Yeah, but it, it, the the culture is strong with video games now in 2017 than it ever has been in prior years, and I think that's helped not only improve like sales of video games, but also bring more creative and different types of games to the landscape. Well, not only that, because games are more cinematic now, I feel like people are coming into them because you can experience it versus watch it. Yeah, exactly. And that does help. Yeah, most definitely. Those are the cases I wrote down for 2017 being the best game, best year for gaming. Any any other cases for it? Online infrastructure is fairly solid on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. So no matter where you go, even if your friends are in different states or countries, you can play with them. That's true. And so it's very easy to maintain, you know, friendships via gaming. That's true. Where before it's like, oh hey, let me call this person. You know, they're in Japan. I gotta wait till this time. Nope, I can see a pop in on WoW. We can log in, chat via WoW, uh, get some yeah. quests done, and go. From I, th- there. I think that's just an improvement of the technologies of the time, though. You know. No, I, I hear you, but it does enable better communication. Plus, we have free things like Discord. Yes. Oh man, who so, remembers paying for Vent? Vent can Woo. go die in a fire. <laughs> it was good. It was the best for its time, but that, that right, fifteen but now, a month for the fifteen person server was. Okay. Well, now it's free for as many people as you want. Go. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we'll get it on ads. What a time work. to be alive! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Um. So now that we've talked about the cases for, let's talk about the cases against against maybe 2017 not mm-hmm. being the best year for games. 
All right. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I did pull another list from Metacritic. These are the list I've, of games from what people tend to consider being the best year for games, 2007. I also pulled 97 up. Oh, you pulled 97 up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let me pull 97 up just so, or talk about some of that while you're getting that going. Mm-hmm. So in 1997, we had GoldenEye N64. Classic. All right. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Ooh. Sid, Me- Sid Meier's Gettysburg, Final Fantasy VII, and Parappa the Rapper. Those are the top five. <laughs> <laughs> it was 97. You did say 97. Yes. Of course, Final Fantasy would be on there. Um, then there's also Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Dark Forces? Which started the whole, like... You know, like the like got started working its way towards Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight. Okay, too. okay, all right. This is go. kind of like the second game in the bridge to become that. Okay, which is one of the best Star Wars franchises ever. I oh man, I'm not. You're no complaints here on this table. Um. Also, Fallout uh, came out on PC. Fallout, the original like, one. Fallout. Okay, ninety-seven. I got. I'm trying to think that far back. Jesus, yeah. what other good games came out there? Diddy Kong Racing. Woo, Star Fox N64. Woo. Um, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Okay, okay. Turok. Oh, Turok. Oh, yeah. man. Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade. Oh, my God. Age of Empires. Ace I'm, Combat 2. I do like Ace Vamp- okay. Mario Kart 64. A, a classic. Yeah. A so, classic. now I will say, though, they only have 27 games on that list. And oh, at the 24th, sure. after that, it's Duke Nukem 64. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a little over. But uh, yeah. you, 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 you gotta give them a break. This is before Metacritic and before all this crap. Right. They're archiving scores from review magazines at that point. Exactly. Now let's so, talk let's talk about the year that a lot of people compare when you talk about greatest year, twenty seventeen. So or twenty two thousand seven. So if you look at two thousand seven, um highest Metacritic, according to Metacritic, highest scored game from two thousand seven, Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii. Yeah, which you know, it was kind of a, a return to form almost. Yep. So, so same as Breath of the Wild here. Again, according to Metacritic, the the top ten highest scored games, ninety three or higher for yep. two thousand seven. Yep. If we go to top fifty, top fifty, no, eighty six or higher. The top one hundred is eighty three or higher. Eighty three higher. So there's there's some parody. There's there. some parody there. There's definitely parody there. Um, and just oh, wow. picking out. Yeah, you're reading through some of these games. Picking out some of the games from 2007. You got Super Mario Galaxy. Dude, you, Warhawk's on here. Warhawk, Bioshock, The Orange Box, with Which all is your arguably one of the best collections ever. Because this was back when Valve actually made games Ooh. instead of profiting from them. Um, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Yeah. Kind of the one that started this whole trend we're in now. Um, Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. Rock Band and Guitar Hero 3 came out this year. Was it, oh, just three or two and three? Two and three both came out this year. Oh, man. God of War 2. I'm looking through this, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm only, I'm not even through the 20. Um, World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade. I know that's special to your heart. Except for Hellfire Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> Dying of Fire. Um, Mass Effect, a huge one. Yeah. A huge game for a lot of people there. Um Lord of the Rings Online came out that year. Metroid Prime or, 3, no, sorry, Corruption. They had, they had an expansion, but still. Ratchet and Clank, Tools of Destruction. Castlevania Symphony of the Night for Xbox 360 was released. Uncharted Drake's Fortune was released for PS3 that year. Mm-hmm. Um, Disgaea, Afternoon of Darkness. That's funny. 
Uh, um, hey, any of those Disgaea games are amazing if you have like 800 years to play them. Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization 4, Beyond the Sword. Actually, MotorStorm came out that year. Um, oh, really? It was the off-road racer for PlayStation. I love that game. Uh, I, we need more off-road racing games. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas. Yes. Um, Pokemon Pearl. Actually, um, I preferred Platinum of uh, Diamond and Pearl. Virtual 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 Fighter Five. Yeah, that was good. Uh, oh God, Bleach, the Blade of Fate. <laughs> wow, I'm actually surprised that it got rated that high. Crackdown, Crackdown came out in 2007. Yeah, it did. Um, that was very. That would have been great. Like 10 year anniversary to come. It would have come out this year. And um, MLB Seven, the show. A lot of good picks there. Dude, Rogue Galaxy. Hang on. There was an expansion to EverQuest 2 that year. The Rise of Kunark. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, yeah, it was on there. <laughs> it, like, So you're looking at those games in 2007. That's a, that's a pretty stout list. Yeah. Like, this is pretty comparable. Now, like, hang on. I'm, I'm just going through here because... Okay. So I'm, in the, I'm looking in the top 200 now, okay? Top 200 for 2007. 78 or higher. That's a little bit lower than 2017. Yeah. A little bit lower. But even then, like, cases against 2017 not being the best year for games, those are that's a pretty strong con- contender. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of great Mass Effect, Mario Galaxy, Uncharted. Um, something well, to consider. Actually, the first Assassin's Creed. It came out in 07? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, look where look how far we've come, people. Look where we're at now. We, we've we've made it. Oh man, we had NCAA football back then. <laughs> oh man, good times. Rip. Uh, but <clears throat> looking yeah. at those, at least talking on that point specifically, cases against it. You're looking at those two lists and games. Which one are you leaning toward? Oh no no no! You don't say. Keep thinking about it. We'll answer it at the end of, end of this year. Yeah, I was going to say. Hang on. Other cases against 2017 not being the best year for gaming. I think this is, you you read this, you're like, ooh, yeah. Is that 2017, as awesome as all the games and stuff, we got a lot of great happenings this year. I, I think it's definitely worth it. I think when people look back, they are going to start looking at the controversies and the ton of controversies that we had this year. Um, we had... I mean, microtransactions. This year was the year of microtransactions. Not only when um, publishers and developers kind of started ramping up those, but we got some pretty nasty examples of microtransactions. Um, NBA 2K18, uh, the very infamous Battlefront 2. Shadow of War had them. Destiny 2... Uh, Need for Speed Payback. There are like a, a ton of games throughout the year where if they had microtransactions, usually there was an article or somebody or a group at least for a week or a couple of days or something like that that came out talking about how these aren't doing the micro. This is horrible. They're trying to get extra money from their users. This is gambling, blah, blah, blah. And having to... I think the Battlefront 2 one was a huge culmination and it's really having enforcing a lot of publishers and devs to reconsider like not say reconsider but like figure out how to execute on their microtransaction strategy. Yeah, it definitely will change a lot of what they're having to deal with, but to be fair, a lot of what's been happening has been self, you know, they did it to themselves kind of deal. Yeah. And it's 
I mean, it's just, it's really hard. Like, cause it, we've had microtransactions at least for the last couple of years, but this is kind of 2017 has been the ramp up. Like I yeah. think it's been the, how developers and publishers are looking and seeing how, how close can we push it to the cliff cliff without falling over? Unfortunately, EA fell over and then everybody said, okay, that's as far as we can go. We got to pull it back a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree because it wasn't just an uproar. It was a massive uprising to the point where I believe the head of Disney had to call EA and said, calm your shit. And when Bob Iger just like, I want to know like how great that was was with like Peter Sutherland. Sunderland was like, you've got a call. We're patching it through. And he looks at the caller ID and this is Bob Iger. And he's like, shit. (laughs) How does he feel? What do you think in that moment? One of the biggest empires in the world. And you're getting a phone call from their CEO telling you to knock it off with their IP. You better listen. Uh, Roboticus in chat says, yeah, that's a good point with the cliff analogy. Yeah. It's again, push as devs and pubs were like, how close can we push this to the edge without going over? And it's, I'm hoping that microtransactions do get better because, I, again, I've, I've said it before on the show, at least my opinion, microtransactions themselves are not bad. It's how they're implemented. You can, yeah. a lot of people compare Overwatch as like, that's a great way to do microtransactions. They're cosmetic, they don't affect gameplay. Nope. They're rewards. You can go get them if you want. You get them as, as you're playing the game, but you can also purchase them. True. You can um, give you those options there. Um, even with the, I think with Overwatch League, they're actually allowing people to select certain, you can do specific, like say, this is my team. I want to buy the skins for tracer right? or for soldier 76. You don't have to get just a grab bag. So that's really cool. Which is awesome because that laws probably have the best coloring so far. I can't with you right now. I can't, I can't (laughs) with you right now. It, and going on the controversy route for 2017, yeah, um, it, it wasn't as huge as before. I think definitely not with Gamergate way back when, but like harassment. Well, ha- let's not even talk about that. Like, let's talk about the death threats that gamers were giving to the people that are just the button well, pushers at EA. That, that that falls under that harassment. Not only that's why I didn't. You know, I could have easily said sexual harassment or physical harassment, but like I put harassment as a whole. Not only were there a lot of like I've seen a lot of people with. Um, female game developers, the people in the gaming community get all sorts of real weird threats, the death threats that devs are getting mm-hmm. w- with Star Wars Battlefront, but just games as a whole. When it's something that gamers don't like, they're like, "You're you're you're going to find these people's Twitter accounts and social media is like, I'm gonna dot dot dot, I'm gonna kill you for for screwing up Star Wars Battlefront two. I you know because it was that one person's job to make sure." They took it, took care of it for you. I did. It, it got. I think it got again. It got a little out of hand this year. Uh, no, it definitely did. Um, then on the whole harassment train, we got that whole PewDiePie debacle oh. with the, um, yeah, with just the, uh, the hate speech and all the other crap coming out of his mouth and dropping racial slurs. I mean, like, wait, wait, why can't we just get along, everybody? And it, well, no, I think he's doing it for attention. It could be. We'll have to. We'll. But we'll still we're going to have that right. conversation very soon. Still didn't make it right. But it. I think just people, not. For I think the gaming culture as a whole right now, where, I think it's very mature. We're getting a lot of different stories. About a lot of different people. It's not necessarily these single player stories about this. 
white male person, but we got, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, we got Near Automata, we got... Mafia but, 3. Mafia 3, but not even that. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 and um Making Assassin's it okay Creed. to kill Nazis again. In Assassin's Creed Origins, like you have all these different crazy, ambiguous, awesome stories that you're telling, and it, yeah. it, I think that uh, chat you could disagree with me, agree with me if you want. Will you could as well. That from a storytelling and like focal standpoint, I think we've come a a very long way from where we were way back in the day. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, um, look at Horizon. That's a big one. That was yeah, a big one. That's for a me. massive female lead role. Yeah. Like I mean, Horizon, I dare say, is now the poster child for and replacing. Nathan Drake as the poster child for PlayStation and for Sony. Which I am totally cool with. Yeah, understand. And I think that just some of the harassment that has gone on this year has been a little silly and a little cumbersome and kind of, I think, re- really taining and ruining otherwise a great year for video games. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I could definitely see that. The third one, unfortunately, I hate having to talk about it, but it did happen a lot. Uh, studio closures. Man. People, there were studios closing left and right, and they were for various different reasons. They weren't wasn't just because oh, we don't need this team anymore. We're laying off, but it, it could be anything from we don't have the funds to we mismanage the money to studio head just came up and said that hey, we got to close down. Mm-hmm. It was really a a lot of studios. I hate it's you know visceral. Yeah, well that, that one hurt and what me. they were working on too yeah. is a shame. Because I just don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. But yeah. But like that, um, Telltale Games had to reduce their staff. It felt like every couple of weeks we always got a announcement about the studio has to reduce staff or close or do something like that. And it really just hurt a lot of that talent being shifted around. Now, one could say that could be end up turning to be a good thing. Um, Maybe. Potentially, yeah. Um I think Respawn was a good example. The Call of Duty guys, they left years ago, and then they formed Respawn, and we got Titanfall from it. Yeah, but now it's an EA property. Well, I mean, they were publishing it anyway. Now they just own yeah. it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, it, but again, that that there, with the studio's closure, studio closures, it was a little rough this year, and so I think that was definitely a point, potentially a case against. Did Lionhead shut down this year as well? Yeah, early this year. Early this year. Yep. Yes. It burns, doesn't it? Oh, it hurts. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does, actually. And so, now, we, we've talked about our fours and our againsts. Now comes the question that we have to ask ourselves, Will. Like, in your opinion, would you consider 2017 to be the best year in games? If we take... With, all, those, with those, everything that we've talked about? If I put it on just the games, Yes. If I put it with all the other bullshit that we've had to deal with, then no. Oh, just, no, great. If I, I'm saying if I look at it empirically with just the games, so nothing else. I mean, if we've had BS in other like all I gotta say is Gamergate. That wasn't this year. That was no. <laughs> trust me, I get you. But I'm saying everything else, like with the the deals or the uh, in-game purchases and microtransactions. That plus the whole issues with the closures and everything, man, that really makes me like. Uh, I mean, the games were great. I, Persona Five was a masterpiece. So was Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and Odyssey was great. I mean, it's a Mario game, but it was great. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It, it's it's bittersweet for me. Yeah. Now that yeah okay that that that, that makes a lot of sense. 
for me, I would, I would wholeheartedly say yes. Like twenty, at least for right now, as of the, putting a stick in the ground, twenty seventeen is probably one of the best years in video games. Um, I, I'll definitely put it like in the top ten. It, but looking at the list of games that we got alone, it's just like mind blowing. But not only with that, I think that a lot of the cases against it, a lot of the controversy we've had this year sucks. We've had the controversy before, but I think it's kind of bubbled up heavily this year. But I feel like it, a lot of it is growing pains. Um, again, talked about the analogy, like people pushing their limits to see how far they can go. Yeah. And I think just 2017 was the year of them going a little too far with some of the stuff with microtransactions. Definitely been going too far with uh, the harassment things that have been going on there. Yeah. Um, I think with the studio closures, uh, I, I feel like growing pains in the, the fact that, that it, I think that may just be a result of we've gotten so many games that I think maybe people bit off a more, little bit more than they could chew with studios and kind of had to scale back. But that's it, a business stuff, and I don't want to jump into the weeds with that. But I agree like wholeheartedly on the games. I cannot stress how awesome this year was for games. Like I, I've, I have... I have enough games on my backlog, but now I got to add 2017's games on the list and 2018's around the corner too. Like I'm scared. Like how we're going to get through all these games here. Um, I'm just going to quit my job and just play games. It's simple. We kill the Batman. No, I was just saying we don't sleep. <laughs> we don't. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I'll take some five hour energies constantly. Never sleep. I mean, that's how it works, right? Just keep <laughs> sure. taking five hour energies. Sure. Every that's five that's hours. what you want to think about it. But you know, I think uh, 2017 was a really great year for games. Um, I won't disagree. There were amazing games that came out this year. Yeah. And, but it, it, I think the other big point of that is to each his own. I really enjoyed the games that came out this year as a total package. Some people may look at 2007 and say, no, nah, 2007, I like those a lot better. I remember those times. And, you, you know, your Mass Effect fans are definitely going to, because if they're going to have to choose between Mass Effect or Mass Effect Andromeda, Look, all right, Andromeda is like toilet paper now. We we just we don't address that anymore. It's 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 a it's a cool game. I I don't think it deserved all the hate it is getting, but it's a good game. It's a good game. Um, but chat, what do you guys think? Is twenty seventeen the best year for gaming? Let us know. You can all you know you throw us in chat here, or you can always tweet us at Rocket Punch Go. Um, on our main feed, or if you prefer, you can definitely tweet us at our personal Twitter feeds. Um, I'm at C Kearns. Uh, Will here is at CT Gamer. Yep. You can definitely tweet us. I'm, we're curious. We definitely want to know what you guys think is 2017 the best year for games from what we've seen so far. Uh, definitely let us know. But, Will, that's it. Yeah, that's I'm a good, wrap man. for episode 85 of the Rocket Punch cast. Again, thank you so much to everybody who is watching us live on Twitch every Sunday at 7 p.m. Thank you guys so much for joining and kind of hanging out with us as we record the episode live. As well, thank you everybody who's watching this video via archive or listening to it on podcast services across the globe. We thank you guys so much for your support. Again, if you are watching this after the fact, please, please, please rate and review us on your video or audio service of choice. That really, really helps us out, Mm. really helps get the word out. And also, always remember to go to rocketpunchgo.com to get all the latest and greatest news and information on what we are doing here at Rocket Punch. Um, Any final thoughts? Any final words today? You know what? Stop being jerks to people and just enjoy the games for what they are. Enjoy the games, people. Until then, guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode 85. We'll see you next time.
Later.